0: Women's Power to Heal Mother Earth This is Maya to Worry In this episode we'll be talking about peace, ahimsa, non-violence. When I first began the work of the Peace Mandala around the world and we took to what we call the vow of ahimsa, there were many who took a passionate this uh, enchantment with taking a vow. And I understand that the vow for many of us imply taking an oath, a rule, a law, something that we may or may not confirm to or something that has is external that forces itself upon us and i can so appreciate that thought in the west because in so many cases the oaths and vows and promises that we take are have not been as harmonious or fulfilling as we would have expected them to be. But I want us to understand that the vow in this case is more than an oath or a promise to the self. It is an act of sankalpa. It's a Sanskrit word which means to bring awareness to. The power of speech is so powerful that when we take something like a vow or an oath, and we speak it, we are listening to words that we are uttering. Then it reflects back into the higher mind, which we call the buddhi. And a transformation occurs when that word and that sound touches upon the higher intelligence. That is what we mean by sankalpa. It isn't a promise to be broken, a promise that we would be reprimanded for, even if we did break it. It isn't an oath to someone else, or even to Mother Earth or the Universe. It is simply a tool, a cognitive tool, to bring more awareness upon what may need to be exposed within ourselves. Taking the vow of Ahimsa, does not mean that we will not continue to have ill thoughts, violent speech, or even violent actions. But what it does mean is that it becomes a lens for us to look at ourselves each and every time that these precursors, these instigators within ourselves, forced by habit, forced by ancestral beliefs, forced by the conditioning of our genes, and so much more. But to bring awareness, we must expose ourselves. So I would say that the vow of ahimsa is most of all an exposure, a self-dedicated exposure that requires a good deal of sentiency, intelligence, and awareness to act upon it. Now, there may be those of you who are not convinced that this is the case. I remember when Deepak Chopra took to broadcasting the vow of ahimsa as well, that there were so many naysayers. Now Deepak is extremely popular, and so there will be many more. There were many more comments on his blog than on mine, but basically. I would read some of the things I had written down some years back about the naysayers of the vow of Ahimsa. Someone said, I'm not cynical. In fact, I'm so uncynical. I don't think we need a vow to be nonviolent. We just are, I believe. I know that we are love itself, that which is beyond infinite oneness, and in our nature, In our natural state, we are perfect beings in harmony with everything because we are everything. And that is extremely excellent and beautiful words and so true. Tatwamasi, I am that. I am that full, pure, unadulterated consciousness. But you see, we don't always remember that and taking an oath to ourselves to remember exactly those words is what this vow is about i think a more harsh comment really was someone who said uh, that we don't need to take a vow we are nonviolent we are nonviolent human beings are all nonviolent peace is its purest form i believe that the only reason we are not living in every, that in every aspect of our lives is because the realization of who we are is suppressed. Now that's very true. Suppressed by systems imposed upon us, by people who tell us what to do and who to do it with. Separationism didn't just happen. It was imposed on us and all the systems we see today maintain it. If you were left to fend for yourself without a government, a police force, or law, or anything, there wouldn't be chaos, violence, or suffering. Well, we don't know about that. But anyway, the person continues to say, what would happen is that you would return to your true nature. You would know what it is. And she's pretty much saying, she or he, I believe it's a woman who wrote this, though, is pretty much saying that... In our true nature, we are nonviolent. But just by taking that vow, you're saying you don't trust yourself, and you need a system—a vow, a vow to my friend Deepak, or to me, whose work it was that I started in so long ago, to impose nonviolence in your life. So, the word "vow" seemed to have rubbed a rough. Cord in so many of our American friends, and as I said, I could well understand that. We've been made so many promises, we've taken so many vows, we've, and on top of it, we have had foisted the, the the newer act of colonialism, which is capitalism, and on top of that, we have just been in a product-driven society, and on top of that, we just have allowed the dharmas to slip and slide in so many difficult and challenging ways. So we're not going to change the word vow to sankalpa, but it really does mean that Sanskrit word sankalpa, which is more than an intent. It is let me expose what is behind the scenes, in my internal shadows, so that I can address it. And if it takes a hundred years to address it, then I shall. Now, I have been practicing the vow of Ahimsa for many, many, many years. And one would think you would perfect it. But as life became more difficult, more arduous, more chaotic, in the last ten years of being put upon by covert violence, intense covert violence I might add. Let me just say that I have broken that that not that I have broken, but that the inner depths of my feelings, my emotions, my sufferings have been brought to the fore and sometimes as I fumed myself wishing that the destruction the warrior of destruction, Kali herself would come upon these perpetrators. I realized that okay I've exposed that anger, that angst and that thought in response to what has been happening to me unjustly and unfairly as I see it. Then basically it was allowed to be exposed. Ahimsa or dark thought was allowed to be exposed and I was able to rid it, rid it by saying another prayer, which is peace be unto me. And hopefully they will become humanized enough to understand peace for themselves. So you see, it is a continual digging it is digging deeper and deeper and deeper. And that is where the true value of Ahimsa lies. It lies deep within us, it is in the trajectory of our incredible sense of who we are. And when things are going well and our lives are blossoming, The need to take the vow of Ahimsa is much less. But when things are going in difficult, random and incredible disorder, this is when we truly rely on the depth of sankalpa, the vow of Ahimsa. It doesn't rescue us. It simply reveals us. It simply brings the deep detritus in the dark out forward in front of us so we can view it, so it becomes clear and then we can do something about it. Of course, what is to be done about it is also part and parcel of what is in Ahimsa and that is we renegotiate those feelings, those deeply buried feelings feelings of angst and anger. It is more than forgiveness. In fact, ahimsa is the ultimate forgiveness. But it is truly understanding that we forgive ourselves for those ancestral beliefs and thoughts that didn't serve us, and those things that push those buttons all the time. Violence will always push the buttons of every human person, including the so-called saint. So therefore, I hope I have clarified the word vow for my American friends, and I hope that we would consider, if you don't want to call it a vow, this is not a law imposed upon you. This is not just another self-help, let's practice this and then we'll become that, and in two seconds we'll be prosperous and gloriously happy, no. It is about doing the deep inner work, the work that takes us to a different place in our awareness, a higher state of vibration, a higher state of light, a higher state of accepting that which is a higher place where we look at those who've become so dehumanized, doing such dark and evil actions, where we can just ooze out light towards them rather than more darkness. Now, potentially in the Yoga Sutra, he was the author of the Yoga Sutra, talks about the yama, the first yama being ahimsa, or the act of non-violence for human beings. And the practice of ahimsa includes constant vigilance, well, maybe Vigilance is a hard word, but it means the observation of ourselves. And this is what the vow of Ahimsa allows us to do. It allows us to be witnessing to our own action and own self in a very objective way. Taking note of our thoughts and our intentions, especially when we have turned to the abyss of dark in our responses and our reaction. This is where Ahimsa steps in. Ahimsa, of course, prohibits the killing and injuring of any living being, violence towards the animals or any part of Mother Nature. It means to practice non-injury, harmlessness in our mind and in our thoughts, in our, in our actions of limbs or hands or feet and it is most of all to replace hatred how do we replace hatred it is shocking sometimes what comes out of my mouth but i realize that i've had ancestors that have been put upon held hostage colonized abused in so many other ways that some of that has leaked into my own system, as it must. So did their grace and their blessing and their powers to heal and the incredible amount of worth that has been given to me in this life. But when I look at the darker side of my own history, and I look at the darker side that is, that had been hidden within my own cellular memories and tissues, I begin to understand How the work of the Peace Mandala, where we take the good seed in our hand just to have it remember what it is, the seed of Mother Nature, the seed that is synchronous to the living tissue within ourselves, the seed that grows into an unplanned life that nourishes the incredible are vital tissues within our own being let that seed remember and so in the peace mandala it's all about ahimsa it's about the seed remembering and then we put it upon the earth with the vow of ahimsa which in fact just means the seed has remembered may i remember too okay so we get past all of the different commentaries but listen ladies and gentlemen you're allowed to disagree you're allowed to put forth whatever comes up for you when you hear this humongous gargantuan incredible word called the vow each of us has the power to shift global consciousness into the mind of peace and we most definitely have the power to shift individual consciousness into the mind of Ahimsa. To achieve a mind of peace, we must understand that healing is a perennial process. It is the ever-generating energy of being whole, of becoming whole, of unbecoming whole, but of always remaining whole. Wholeness is not a state of being free from disorder and chaos and disease and challenges and covert violence and everything else that we targeted individuals endure it is however that we are forever whole with disease without disease with being hated without being hated with despair without despair and with pain or without pain peace is the absolute freedom from all forms of disorder we fortify this state through the cultivation of awareness And this is part of what Ahimsa, the education of Ahimsa, teaches us. That we continue to nourish peace even when our mind had been blasted with hatred and difficult intrusions and violent perpetrators. And desanctifications of our home and of our bodies and of our mind and everything that we hold dear. And I have been put into that incredibly dark space for quite a long time now, more than 11 years, where that sort of violence, so close up, so personal, so continual, and relentless, has made me see that even a deeper vow is necessary. The vow of Ahimsa, must be there for me because in fact there's so much to respond to, there's so much detritus to respond to, so much evil that surrounds that for me the work that I started thirty years ago has come to my rescue and on the most the cardinal core of it really is the path of ahimsa is understanding ahimsa understanding it through the brutalities of life understanding it through the deep and silent sufferings understand it through every pain and every hurt and every vicious act upon myself my body my mind and my spirit. I understand that the successful outcome of healing is to realize our natural state of peace which is enduring, which is beneath the surface of every malfunction, every chaotic action, and every deep and dark intrusion. It is critical to be present in this process of healing we are forever healing the process is often hard to face even for those of us who are not targets because it is not pretty it is never pretty the process of healing contains at the very heart of it the part of our journey which had been hidden in some form of dark deep abyss and we need to, as we come alive, as we have a himsa, an understanding of a himsa, we're able to shake it loose, to brazen it out, so that we can face our own spirit, our own dignity, our own incredible worth and sense of self. Thank you for listening. And may peace be your journey.